0: On this episode of the Owl Chat Podcast, we poke fun at the ASUN social media's anti Kennesaw bias. We talk about Richard Lovelady being shut down by the Oakland Athletics, Travis Bell's Madden rating, and the first commit of the 2024 men's basketball class, Ricky McKenzie. All that and more coming your way. Alright Owl Nation, you are now listening to the Owl Chat Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything Kennesaw State Athletics, with your hosts, Kai Millett and John Finer. And we are back with another episode of the Owl Chat Podcast after a two-week hiatus. John, man, how have your last two weeks
1: been? Man, uh, same old, same old. Uh, I know we got some, some good stuff to talk about today. I've been excited to uh, get to some of these topics. Um, the things we're going to start off with on the top of the show are... Some things that are more uh, what's it say? Peter Griffin would say, "Grinds my gears." <laughs> um, like so, we'll call this the "Grinds Our Gears" segment. Uh, if that's think, not God?
0: trademarked somewhere, I'm cool with that sticking. <laughs> Let's do it. How have you been? I've been good, man. Took a uh, a road trip up to Maine just to have an excuse to see some of the Northeast because I had never been before. Um, so it was a long week. Um, definitely glad to be sleeping in a bed again rather than camping, but um, you know. Didn't miss too much news, but there are a few things, like you said, that we're going to go over this week. Um, so yeah, uh,
1: you picked a good time to go on vacation because there's, you know, we're we're hurting for topics right now. We're going to make it interesting, but you know, there there hasn't been too much uh, to go over. You know, we got some a few commitments uh, in football and ba- basketball that we're going to go over, and some other interesting stuff.
0: Right. That being said, I think our number one point of engagement after um, last <laughs> episode was the Frey versus Fry debate. Um,
1: I think you and I have both been on the uh, let's, Fry let's fill, side. Well, let's fill in. Let's fill in the listeners for those who are perpetually on uh, Twitter, um, right, or just the well, sidewalk I, Kennesaw State fans who know. I'm sorry, ha- haven't been around of, campus. <laughs> yes, for those of you who have not been on Twitter or X. I will continue to call it Twitter. Um, Elon Musk can call it whatever he wants. Um, I'll call it Twitter X. Uh, but yes, uh, last week we did a uh, segment and uh, we talked about. I talked about. I mentioned Frey Road, and unbeknownst to me, apparently Frey is not you know as common and accepted of a pronunciation of the road by Kennesaw State's campus. As I thought it was. So I had somebody DM me saying, hey, you know, I my grandpa actually knew the original Wade Green and, you know, it's actually Fry Road, blah, blah, blah. And then I started asking some old heads who have been around campus who went to Kennesaw State College in like the 70s, 80s, 90s, got a bunch of Fry Roads there. Um, so my my world was turned upside down a bit. Um, you know, so then I just, you know, I kept asking people on Twitter to chime in and everybody was chiming in. And it seemed like, you know, 75 to 80% of the people were, uh, Fry Road and not Frey. And, uh, but there were some people that were pretty, you know, adamant about, uh, Frey Road and, uh, you know, um, what's your take, Kai? So I was always on the, uh,
0: the, uh, the Frey side of things. And when polling my fellow students, you know, I I have no official count on this, but it was overwhelmingly fray. So that's what I've decided to stick with. Um, That being said, I will acknowledge that some of the older guys on Twitter um, are very passionate about it being fry, which just doesn't really make sense to me just from a linguistic standpoint. But um, I'm willing to swallow my pride on that one and say that they're probably right. That being said, I'm going to
1: continue calling it Frey. Uh, as long as i'm in school so we're in the same boat on on this guy on you know i'm even if it is fry i'm saying fray because i don't want to have been wrong for the last 15 years right and it doesn't hurt anybody and if they wanted it to be fry well then mr fry should have changed the spelling of his name
0: (laughs) i am uh i'm curious you mentioned the guy on twitter who said he knew the original wade green um was there a uh, yeah was there a uh Or, yeah, he had some connection to Wade Green. Uh, I guess that means that there was a old Civil War or Railroad Town connection between Wade Green
1: and Mr. Frey or Fry himself. Um, Not sure, but it seems like Wade Green actually, like, apparently owned some kind of, like, not grocery store. I wasn't around back then. Like, some kind of market. And he was apparently the rich guy in town. And, you know, I think his market or whatever was kind of near where 75 is now on Wade Green Road. So, you know, if that's, you know, don't don't kill me if that's not factual, but, you know, did a little research and chatting. I don't know where I heard that or what, but that's that's what's stuck in my brain.
0: All right. Well, we could talk all day about the strange history of Kennesaw as a uh, as a town <laughs> 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 because there's no shortage of information there. Um, but another controversial Twitter topic from this past week was uh, the official a Sports account setting up like a, a March Madness tournament style. You know, just fun Twitter poll thing, um uh including the best moments from the past, you know, year just in the conference. And, you know, already got off to a bad start by putting the men's basketball championship uh in at like one of the playing slots and Tennessee State's men's basketball championship win. Right. And putting us up against, you know, no disrespect to Mr. Lachlan Brain of UNA Men's Tennis, but uh, you know putting us up against uh, Lachlan brains uh, freshman of the year uh, achievement and how it was like, you know, the first time at their school or whatever. Um, And like I said, no disrespect to Lachlan brain, but they put the poll out and it wasn't like a traditional Twitter poll because, you know, those are too fair. Um, It was one of those, you know, respond with an emoji to vote for your, your school or your moment. And overwhelmingly the comments were in favor of the Kennesaw state owls and still somehow, some way without really acknowledging it, uh, Lachlan brains moment advanced. <laughs> so,
1: and, yeah, that was
0: wow. <laughs> you know, not that it really matters, but just, uh, I think a clear indication that the a son uh, isn't really in favor of us anymore, knowing that, you know, we've got one foot in one foot out the door. So,
1: you know, I think Brain is uh I think Brain is trying to take over the world just like Pinky in the brain. So, <laughs> you uh, know, at, at at this point, I hope Brain wins the whole thing. I hope he wins the the whole Twitter tournament. <laughs> I what's that oh, god, it reminds me of that old uh what's that old cartoon with the the guy with the, you know, the talking brain head in his stomach. I forget the
0: Oh jeez. Ah. Uh, I'm glad I got your pinky in the brain reference. At least this one might go out of my head.
1: Yeah. I I forget what that's from, but that's, that's what I have in mind with this Lachlan brain guy, but no, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, the A Sun is probably out to get us right now. Um, are we conspiracy theorists? Maybe, um, last year did Liberty baseball who was leaving the conference, not play pretty much all the crappy teams at home and then get road games versus all the good teams on their, uh, on their schedule. I think that's a fact. Um, you know, the fun part about this is I get, you know, because we're leaving the league, I get to shit talk that account, you know, all year and, you right. know, not feel bad about it. Cause it's like, okay. You know, it's like leaving your job and, you know, you can just like telling off your boss, you know, just, yeah. you know, give them a middle finger on the way out. So we're I'll in be-
0: the, the the two weeks notice period of our uh, time in the A sun.
1: <laughs> yes. We're in the two weeks nose period. So, you know, I, you know, I feel free to troll the ACE sports count, you know, have some fun with them. Take liberties is, is no pun intended. Take liberties is all I'm saying. That being said, we do still have a moment
0: alive in their uh, little Twitter tournament. Um, we had a track and field moment. So, uh, you know, if we want to double down on just the uh, the blatant shafting, I think we should go flood their
1: comment section there
0: <laughs> and I, still I think lose. That's a good
1: idea. Oh, so. by, by the time this comes out, you know, the the voting will probably be over, um, but I refuse to vote in the new one because I'd be a hypocrite because I called their poll, you know, a clown poll and, you know, saying it's rigged and all that. So I'm not going to tell people to, you know, vote for it again, even though I want to support my owls, you know, principle comes first. Right. Boycott ace on Twitter. Yeah. No, 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 not boycott it. Two weeks, notice it.
0: There you go. All right. uh, That all being said, we do have some actual news to get into, uh, starting with baseball. Um, And, you know, more than I do about some of this summer league action and minor league action. But the the real big headline here is Richard Lovelady being shut down by the Oakland Athletics after being one of the better relievers on a really, really bad baseball team. Um, So if you want to take it away and tell us about that.
1: Yeah, Love started the season strong when he was acquired by the Athletics. Um, He had some down moments towards the end, but who knows if that was due to the arm injury. But uh, he's coming off Tommy John, I believe, in 2021. And now he's being shut down again for some kind of left arm injury. Um, I don't like it. That doesn't, you know, bode well for him. Um, I'm hoping for the best. I don't know the specifics of the injury. But when you're shut down, by the oakland athletics that's not a good thing um i can all i always could tell you know when he was at kennesaw state and you know when you watch him throw his delivery isn't the cleanest so you know i can't imagine you know that helped when it comes from an injury sense but you know um here at the uh, owl chat podcast are wishing him the uh the best for sure no, right?
0: yeah yeah no um It does suck because, you know, the Oakland A's aren't playing for anything the remainder of the season and never were really playing for anything. Um, So we know this is not a a shut him down and bring him back next year type of deal. Um, So it's unfortunate. Um, That being said, I I I hope that he performed well enough this year to keep getting looks in the future. I think he did. But, you know, I'm not a a pro baseball scout, Um, so I hope we still see him up in
1: the majors next year. Um, yeah, it, it depends on, you know, obviously it depends on how, you know, his injury is, you know, if it's, if it's major, you know, which it might be because shutting him down, um, that's two major arm injuries, which is, you know, that's, that's, that's rough, uh, if we're going to be honest, but you know, what might be more rough is he's still an Oakland athletic, they're still paying his check. And now right. he probably has to watch Oakland athletics games, you know, and keep up with the team, which is going to be even more painful than the surgery or anything like that
0: getting paid to live in Oakland and sit in that bullpen
1: the rest of the year if that. Yeah, that's, yeah they should go to they should go to Vegas already or why not and uh you know maybe he could actually enjoy himself but yeah that's <laughs> uh, hopefully he gets to go home and you know have his surgery somewhere else and like their, right. their rehab at their training spring training facility or something like that that's that's better than anything better than Oakland so our our, our thoughts and prayers are with Richard Lovelady in more than one way so. For sure.
0: Um, we got a few guys showing out in the Cape Cod League as of recently, too.
1: If you well, wanna, we want to touch on the let's touch on the minor leagues first, actually. Okay. We got okay. uh, Tyler Tolvey and Josh Hatcher, both in double A. Um, Tyler Tolvey has three homers in his past uh, six games uh, for the Mississippi Braves in double A. Um, he's hitting, you know, fourth or fifth in the lineup towards the middle of that lineup. So, you know, they're getting the power production there, but he's got to, you know, his OBP is uh, struggling. So he's got to really you know, I guess more contact um, in that department. Um, if he can if he can get better there, I think he has a chance. And uh, Josh Hatcher has been uh, swinging it much better since his promotion to Double uh, A Frisco for the Rangers. Uh, 20 games in, he has a uh, 306 average with four homers and an 824 OPS. Uh, he started out red hot. That's been kind of dipping lately. So hopefully, you know, he can keep that up and, you know, push that a uh, little bit higher um and make that jump to triple a so
0: yeah uh just off the top of your head you might not any idea what Tyler Tolvey's uh strikeout um strikeout rating is right now
1: oh I don't I, I probably checked that out but put it out of my mind um all you know I don't know if it's put I don't know if it's putting the ball in play or not making good contact I'm not sure what the issue is but you know getting on base you know almost 31 percent of the time um, you know, it's gotta that's gotta go up if you're gonna Absolutely. you know, get a major league look. For sure, so. for sure.
0: Yeah, good to see Hatcher performing well. And uh like I alluded to earlier, we got some guys showing out in the Cape Cod League. Um if you want to give us the rundown on those guys, um Yeah,
1: be happy to. Uh we got uh Smith Pinson and Blake Ida for Yarmouth Dennis in the Cape Cod League, one of the most prestigious summer leagues. Uh Smith Pinson has actually been one of the best pitchers in the league, which is which is excellent. Uh he threw six shutout innings in his last start on July 21st. Uh he's number 5 in qualifiers in the Cape in ERA at 2.53 and his uh WHIP is just over 1 as well. So he's been uh he's been pretty efficient, averaging about a strikeout an inning. Um you know, I don't know when he's going to get drafted whether it's 2024 or 2025, but he, you know, he's not one of those guys that really throws low to mid 90s, but you know, I think 2024 He'll be draft eligible next year or 2025, uh, you know, a senior sign. You know, he's going to I think he'll make it. He'll get it. He'll get to the minors and he should definitely get a shot. And uh, Blake Ida, um, another member of Yarmouth Dennis, Pinson's summer league teammate. Um, he has less division one experience. I believe he prepped for a year or took a year off. So he's he was an older freshman. So he'll be draft eligible next year. Um, he's doing okay coming out of the pen. Not great, not as good as Smith Pinson. Um, his last appearance was two innings, four hits with a run. Uh, his ERA is 402. Um, he's a guy I expect to get drafted eventually, if not next year, then 2025. Um, his whip is not, he struggled, you know, giving up a lot of, you know, walks and hits. Uh, he has a lot to learn, but I, I still think Blake is going to be, you know, end up somewhere in the starting rotation this year if not on the weekend then he'll play a key role in the bullpen.
0: You know, and after losing uh Wee Hunt to the draft last year, the rotation's kind of a big point of question going into next year um for the baseball team. So it's good to see uh these guys put up some pretty good numbers especially Pinson against really good competition in the Cape Cod League. Um so I hope okay. that eases the nerves of uh Owls baseball fans. Um I think we got a few more summer league updates to go through.
1: Yeah, yeah, got some players playing in uh... The and some other leagues, uh, we got uh, Nate Anderson, who uh, we spoke about a few weeks ago, the transfer from Gardner Webb. Um, I think he called it a day on the summer league uh, around July 21st or 22nd. Uh, he hit 290 the summer with three homers and eight steals. Um, pretty good numbers, not nothing mind blowing there, but it, you know he uh, he swung it well, so good to see. Um, we also have uh, Cooper Williams, who. Started suiting up for the Brookhaven Bucks in early July. Uh, So he was a late add to that team. He was, he's actually, uh, according to uh, Ethan, a fan of the show, uh, Ethan Key. He's the, who told, who kind of figured this out, but he's the highest rated prospect by perfect game since they started doing it around 2008 uh, to actually make it to school. Uh, So he's numbered 151 overall in the uh, 2023 class. Uh, Former Georgia Tech commit who flipped to the Owls. Uh, So he is definitely somebody to watch uh, for a number of reasons, because uh, first off, you know, he's so far hitting uh, 273 with two homers, nine walks and seven steals in very limited number of games like what, 12, 13, 14 games, something like that. But also, more importantly, he's played five positions. He started games this summer at shortstop, third, second, center field and right field. So, you know, just that versatility, you know, if he can swing it, you know, somewhat acceptably, you know, with, the, with that versatility, he'll find his way in for some at-bats, I think as a freshman. So.
0: Right, good stuff ahead. And you mentioned a uh, friend of the show, Ethan key. I don't want to make any major announcements or, you know, commit anybody to anything. Just want to tease a little. We might be seeing some Ethan key content
1: on big owl blog in the coming months. Yes. Uh, Ethan's Ethan's a great friend of the show, a uh, KSU student. So shout out to him. I um, also want to just give some rundown on some more, um, uh, Atlanta, uh, sorry, more summer league news. Uh, Jamari Brooks, who played a lot in left field this season as a freshman for the Owls. Um, uh, so, and the season's almost over, by the way, it's winding down. There's some playoffs, so these numbers might change, but there's not going to be too much more added to them unless they make some kind of deep run in the playoffs. But uh, Jamari's hitting 309 with 12 RBIs, 12 walks, and 15 steals. Uh, he started summer red hot, cooled off a bit, so it's down to 309, but that's still a respectable average. Um, playing his teammate for the Atlanta blues in the sunbelt is, uh, Caden Brown. If you're not familiar with him, he's a rising freshman. So he'll be on campus, uh, this year. Um, he's kind of been the opposite of Brooks. I started pretty slow over the last, uh, 12 at bats though. He has six hits, uh, now is up to a 254 average, um, with, uh, 38% on base percentage. I actually went to one Brookhaven bucks game this year and they played the Atlanta blues and, uh, I, I went basically to check out Brown and Brooks and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I did see uh Kaden hit and he's a huge kid. He's like 6'4, 260, 270, something I don't know, 250. He's he's huge, is the point. And I saw him go second to home on a uh on a base hit. And my God, this kid can fly. Like you look at him, you think he'll be one of those kid guys that's like chugging around the bases real slow, but That dude was booking it like a uh, like an offensive tackle or something like that. So I think once he gets his body right, spend some time in the weight room, getting even stronger. You know, I think we're seeing I think we'll see his arrival time, um, you know, in 2025 for the Owls in terms of when he'll make an impact. Uh, I think we'll still see Donovan Cash and Braden Edson get the bulk of the time at first base this year. Um, Brookhaven Bucks, they play at Oglethorpe. I would assume. Yes, they play at Oglethorpe, which is not far from me. Um, I've only been to one game this summer though, because it's hot as balls out there. Let's be oh, real. Yeah. It's been a bad and, week. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sit in the sun for three hours, you know, no offense. But you know, it's a summer league game and there's not much shade unless you sit up on the hill by the trees. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to drag my chair and it just it's a pain in the ass. How's um, that uh medieval looking stadium they got up there? I've only been past oh, I, it, never been in it. I like it. It's, uh, you know, I think the university is more medieval than the stadium. Um, uh-huh. I, I do have, you know, I even had some free cards. A guy that runs the the promotion there gave me to get into Brookhaven bucks games. Very nice guy. I haven't even used them because I'm like, okay, I could go watch a game for free for three hours with no pitch clock or anything like that. And, or I could just sit at home in my air conditioning and, you know, watch the Braves or whatever. So it's an right. easy call. Um, totally and, Got some uh, more summer league news running through it real quick. Um, Another rising freshman who actually played for the Brookhaven Bucks towards the beginning of the summer was uh, Caden Carroll. He's uh, a high spin rate guy. Um, He was shut down after about three outings. You know, you don't want to get these guys too much work. Young kids, you want to rest their arms. So he he pitched a scoreless inning at the beginning of the summer. Not scoreless inning. He pitched a nightmare inning, uh, five runs, one inning, and then rebounded you know, in his next outing with a scoreless inning followed by his final inning or his final outing, which was uh, 3.1 innings of two run ball with seven strikeouts. So Carroll rebounded well. He's a high spin rate guy. Um, Excited to see what he can do this year. Um, And finally, uh, Bo Rudy, um, another rising freshman played for the Brookhaven Bucks. was also shut down after three outings. He went four perfect innings with five strikeouts. Um, also, I believe for the Brookhaven Bucks was, uh, Boston Forbes, who is a uh, fourth string catcher for the Owls last year. He pitched this summer though, um, which I didn't expect through 11 and two thirds innings, gave up two runs, allowed eight hits and four walks. Um, I don't know how fast he throws. And I think it's probably mid, mid, mid eighties, maybe mid to high eighties. I don't know how that's going to translate to, you know, D one hitters, but, uh, you know, just Boston Forbes might be somebody to keep an eye out on the mound. We'll see if he makes the, makes the cut right
0: uh, if that's all we yeah. got on baseball, we can go ahead and move into some uh some
1: news we got on football from the last two weeks. Yes, sir. We got a commitment on we and, do. Uh, I guess I'll tell you about him um his name is Mr. Garrett Landing. He is a 6 290 landing in the nest <laughs> <laughs> um he's from Seminole County High School in um Donaldsonville, Georgia. um and I've lived here my whole life. And um, I've never heard of this town. Um, I've been following recruiting for 10 years. I can't recall anybody ever being from Donaldsonville, Georgia. He's probably the best prospect
0: to come out of that town in a long time, if I had to guess. Or or the only prospect um,
1: (laughs) to come out. Have you heard of Donaldsonville?
0: No, no, uh, not until today or not since the commitment. So
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And I I figured it was in southwest Georgia because I saw Seminole County. And when you get towards, you know, southwest, you get a lot of Seminole references when you're nearing a FSU country down there. So, you know, I was right about that. It's just it's right at the southwest tip. Um, So about a little bit more about Garrett Landing, though. Um, He had an offer uh, from Georgia Tech in 2020. That's really all the offers that I could find on him. Um, and when you're offered that far away by, you know, you don't even know if it's real or if it's committable right. and they have a new coach now. And um, if it so is, long, it's going to
0: be like purely based on intangibles. Cause you can't really get a read on guy who's an eighth grader.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, or whatever he is back then, ninth grader, or whatever he was back then, you know, they're just, they're just offering him just saying, Hey, you know, Oh, I got an offer, you know, make the kid happy. Doesn't know any better. And then, you know, probably tries to commit the next day The market's like, Oh, no, Sorry. Um, This this wasn't real. Let's let's wait a little bit. Um, Mm. So who knows if it was a legitimate offer or not, um, if he even jumped on it. But, yeah, Collins is gone. So, you know, I couldn't find anything else on him. Offer wise doesn't mean he doesn't have any just means he, you know, doesn't post them. Right. Um, But anyways, you know, we're glad to have Garrett in the nest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his max preps uh, says that he got plenty of time at both or at all three uh, center guard and tackle. You know, and that's pretty common with high school O-linemen, but just a plug-and-play guy. He's got a really good build, 6'4", 290. He'll be one of our bigger O-linemen. Um, assuming he puts on even more weight when he comes in. Um, So, yeah, uh, we got I, a few. And I hope
1: that changes. I actually hope that changes, guy. You know, now jumping up to FBS, you know. Right. We should have heavier linemen. I don't – the days has of to having, change. Yeah, yeah, the days of having 230, 240-pound offensive tackles should be in the past.
0: Right, the the cut block era is over.
1: Yes, sir. Shop yes, block, sir. whatever
0: you want to call it. But yeah, uh, so you know, this is a stepping stone move, you could say. This is uh, you know, a real, real O line prospect. No disrespect to anybody else who's played on the Kennesaw State offensive line. This uh, is, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, they're all real all offensive line prospects. But this is like the first 2024 in the. This is the first Conference USA official era prospect, right. I guess, starting that. Um, you know, I mean, the we will probably we're probably going to get some people that, you know, has some lots of good FCS offers. It, it's really all about the scouting, too. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, the difference between you know, there's plenty of players that are playing at FCS that can play at, FB, at the FBS level, maybe they just need more time to develop. Maybe the coaches had a better read on these kids and they right. perform well in school. You know, don't want right. to disrespect anyone or anything like that. But they, you know, I'm um, just. You know i'm just glad that, that the conference usa year is starting and he'll be the first you know 2024 commit in the class so
0: i was going to say he is the first quote unquote conference usa commit is he not
1: yes sir absolutely 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 and uh, we got a couple more uh transfers actually uh, so we'll go in order from when they you know the first the original offer to the most recent offer um we have isaac Canazaro who is a 2024 64270 offensive lineman and defensive lineman from uh, Meadow Creek high school in Norcross. Um, he's got offers from Maryland, Virginia tech, Kentucky, Missouri, and more. Um, I'll just run over these other two real quick. Kai, and then if you have any comments, we'll go over it at the end. Um, a uh, Gavin Holman He is a six o two ten 210 linebacker from long Island, Lutheran high school in New York. Um, not sure, you know, how they found him or what the deal is, but, uh, you know, maybe that now that we're FBS, we'll see more offers out of the blue on a national perspective, perhaps. Um, he has offers from three Ivy schools, um, Eastern Illinois, Stetson, and even shorter. So I don't know what the connection is there. Like, where, like, how does this even happen? I don't know. Right. Two schools so close to each other just happen to offer a kid in Long Island. My best guess would be he attended some camp down here uh, on some trip or yeah. vacation. I don't know. It yeah, is or, weird. He used to, or he used to go to school down here. Or something. That's probably a good bet with the camp right. So, right. or some kind of coaching connection. And they're like, hey, have you seen this guy? And right. Yeah. But uh, and finally, we have uh, Jaden Bryant is a 6'4", 210 linebacker. He was just offered yesterday uh, from Clover High School in Clover, South Carolina. He has offers from Coastal Carolina, Wofford and Elon. Um, Clover is about 45 minutes from Charlotte, so you guys know. um And it's just about, just under four hours from Kennesaw, it looks like. I did a Google Maps search. Um, and he'll be making a decision according to what I saw on Twitter, if it's still accurate, on August 8th. So, what I love about that is he lists his commitment date. So, we actually have something to look forward to and keep an eye on as opposed to just. Oh, we have two guys. Oh, you know, they might commit. They might not. They might commit six months from now. They might go to prep for a year. Nothing might happen. We don't know. So this guy, uh, Jaden Bryant, is somebody to look out for in the near future.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and like you said, he's making his decision on August 8th. So we'll get uh, we'll get news on that pretty, pretty soon. Um, then uh, in other football news, uh, slightly more lighthearted, we got the Travis Bell Madden rating came out. Uh, You know, only a 64, which is to be expected from a seventh round pick, just kind of a cool moment for the school, you know, to have an alumni in the league um, <laughs> and just get that recognition in a video game, just a cool little moment there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't play Madden anymore, but I don't know if Big Z was in the game previously, but, you know, having a draft pick in there obviously gets you, you know, gets you in right away. Um, he's 64 overall, 72 speed, 79 acceleration, 86 strength, which, okay, that's respectable. And then, you know, you have to knock him down somewhere. So he's not like Warren Sapp or some kind of all pro. So they, (laughs) you know, 53 agility, 61 awareness, like 61 awareness. Like, I just, I just hate that word. Like that makes you sound like, oh, when he gets off the football field, he's going to be just walking into doors that are closed. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, yeah, and you're
0: not missing much by the way. Madden's been a terrible game for the last decade plus. Um, hasn't been a good one since Madden 12. Um, yeah, I you know, it's it's cool because you get to go through the Bears roster and you'll see college, Kennesaw State, you know, on his listing. So cool moment. Uh in the little I've heard from you know the Bears camp, uh it seems like they like him and they're like trying to ride with a story of being, you know, the first player drafted from his school coming from an FCS school. Um, So so it's all positive on Travis Bell's end, you know, uh, being a seventh round pick you're, you're going to have an advantage over, you know, the undrafted free agents, but you're still fighting to make the roster of the practice squad.
1: So it's going to be a fun storyline to watch over the next month or so. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, after the draft, like Bell got a lot of love. Like, I think he's, he's kind of turning into like a bit of a media darling, like one of those, not media darling, but like an understory, right. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of the right word, but he would um, be, he would be a, he he would be
0: a, a lightly touched on feature of hard knocks if
1: hard knocks was in Chicago this year. Yes. If you don't know Travis bell, you know, there's plenty, plenty of articles you can find out there, you know, he held down a, like a full-time job you know, while at school to pay his way through school and all that kind of stuff and still, you know, gave 100% on practice. He's just, you know, so much to his story. So I encourage everyone to look up Travis Bell, you can Google it, find plenty of stuff on him. Um, And also, I just want to touch on this 53 agility rating that they gave him to kind of knock his rating, like, dude is much more agile than 53. Like, like, do they think he had like a double hip replacement surgery? (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, 72 speed, isn't that terrible for a guy, his size. So we'll take, what we can get, you know? Yes. If if there's a lot of, you know, if he can play well, there's a lot of room to go up on this Madden rating. So
0: whoever made that call kind of just looked at him and they were like, yeah, he's round. (laughs) There's no
1: way he can move that well. Yes. And awareness and agility is stuff. Like you can't, like most people can't like judge, like you say, Oh, this guy's strong. Oh, this guy's fast. But you know, You know, when you have awareness, that's like one of the things they like just they just dock the hell out of you. Like, okay, prove he's not aware or prove he's not agile or, you know, I don't I just it's just more easy to see the speed and the strength and, you know, give him higher numbers there. So I get why they do that.
0: Right. Uh, In our last little uh, headline of football news, um, we got the reappearance of Gene Sledge on the roster. Um, If you want to tell the uh, the listeners about that.
1: Yes, Uh, we are family. That is Sister Sledge. Um, That's a disco group from the 70s. Uh, But if you want to know about Gene Sledge, he is back on the football roster. Uh, If you're not familiar with Mr. Sledge, he was, I believe, a scholarship player uh, last year in the class as a transfer from Northern Colorado. I think he got injured. He was number zero, never actually played in a game um, but he does have FCS experience. You know, he had 134 calories for 482 yards and four touchdowns for Northern Colorado in 2021. Uh, he kind of disappeared from the roster. Um, and then, uh, Michael Benefield, uh, another running back took his number zero this year. And, uh, just recently since our last podcast, he's appeared on the bottom of the roster, which is where they kind of put people that don't have numbers assigned to them. They just, they just stick on there. They want to get on there for whatever right. reason. Um, so he popped in. So I guess, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't have any inside information on this or any proof. But my guess is, you know, he entered the portal, told him he was going to leave or something like that or just, you know, just decided, hey, you know what? I'm not getting the offers I want or you know what? I I like Kennesaw. I actually want to come back here. And I'm guessing, the you know, again, just, this is just me spitballing. The coaches took him back. Like, yeah, you want to come in? Come back? Sure. We got room for you. And, uh, you know, so we'll, you know, we'll see if he can make a difference. So it'd be an interesting story if he does actually get on the field and play. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of new opportunity with the new offense. You're going to
0: have a lot of guys, you know, getting new looks, uh, at different positions and then just in different schemes. Um, so it certainly doesn't hurt if that is the case that he entered the portal. And, you know, we're not saying it is cause
1: we can't confirm that. Um, I don't even know if he entered the portal. Right. I mean, right. he could have just told them like, Hey, you know, I want to focus on school or, hey you know i want to get it you know i got to get a job or just something changed in his life stuff happens which is perfectly fine and we expect that but uh,
0: it's all all theoretical i'm just saying if that was the case then you know he he's one of the lucky ones uh who was taken back by the school there's a lot of guys who enter the portal and uh have no destination um so once again no idea if that was the case but glad to have him back uh depth never hurts
1: yeah, uh, competition, and he was a be back last year. If you guys were wondering, not a slot back. So he's, I believe, he's more of one of, one of those bigger bodies, those bowling balls. Like it's, I mean, your name is Sledge. I mean, you got to make the sledgehammer reference. So pretty easy to remember.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. That being said, we're only a month and change away from kickoff
1: against Tusculum. So starting. Yes, starting to so get excited, excited about some football. Tusculum. I'm excited for football. I'm not excited for Tusculum, but. You know, I beggars can't be choosers, Ty.
0: Don't want to go down the rabbit hole uh again, yes. but you know, I'm okay with playing Tusculum, not so much uh as Lincoln and uh Virginia Lynchburg.
1: But I agree 100% there. At least Tusculum might be able to put up a challenge for a quarter and, yeah. you know, they might they have a they have a puncher's chance in hell of of, yeah. you know, giving us a game. The other two don't. But yes, let's not go down that rabbit hole again if you want to hear that, listen to our uh,
0: prior podcasts absolutely i believe episode two we go over the entire schedule all right uh that all being said we do have some legitimately pretty big basketball news but before we get to that we've got both women's basketball offers and men's basketball offers to go over so john if you want to run us through some of the women's basketball offers from the past
1: week or two yes just getting through these quickly we have a couple of bigs that were offered in the 2024 class um, one is Amaya Lewis, 6'3", from Loganville High School. Uh, she has a lot of offers, including Georgia Southern, St. Joe's, Southern Miss, and Chattanooga. And secondly, we have Demaya Porter, is another big uh, 6'2", forward from, uh, if I mispronounce this, I don't think anybody will know, but it's Chitto High School in uh, Chitto Mississippi. Um, I never heard of that before, so I looked it up, and apparently... As of 2020, the census population was 864, and it is part of the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians Reservation, and population is 93% Choctaw. Um, Just some random notes on that. And uh, she has offers from Louisiana Monroe, uh, recently got one from the Southern University, I believe that's the Jaguars, as well as some non d one So she's not as highly touted yet as Amaya Lewis, but she does have some offers.
0: Perfect. Uh then we got one new men's basketball offer or uh one uh one of note. It's uh Brandon Crawford, six eight out of uh Link Prep Academy in Missouri. Uh he's listed as either a four star or a three star, depending on where you look. He's got a slew of offers, kind of seems like one of on one of those on the line prospects where he's got some like lower major programs looking at him, like a Penn State or a Wichita State, maybe schools, you know, with a lot of a lot of money and a big budget uh in, you know, a power conference. But don't traditionally have a ton of success. Um, he's from the Atlanta area. Uh we theorize that he reclassed. Um, no confirmation on that. Uh just to get another year of high school ball. Um, like I said, where's he from? Six,
1: where's he from? Where's he from in Atlanta? I have him down as irmo High School in South Carolina.
0: Uh that's a good question. Uh he is listed on 24-7 sports as being from Atlanta, Georgia class of 2024. Oh. Oh, so love that. I don't know exactly, you know, his his life story is moving around as a child, but uh at some point or another he came from the Atlanta area. I'll um, take it. According to twenty-four-seven. And the way I see it is that only works in our favor. So Yes. Yeah. Interesting prospect to watch. Um, you know, size is definitely hard to come by at the mid major level. So, you know, uh yeah,
1: yeah. couldn't and hurt I to have,
0: have Brandon Crawford on the roster.
1: Yeah, I have, you know, have him at a Irmo High School in South Carolina and Link Academy is some prep academy, I think, in Missouri. So, you know, this dude gets around. Um, he also has some offers from like Jacksonville State, and EKU, you know, just, you know, those just tying it into schools in the ASUN and Conference USA there. So, you know, that seems like a, a competitive, you know, it's not like he has offers from like a million high major schools. So that seems like, you know, a strong mid-major plus type talent that we can get in on. So. Excited to see if we can do that.
0: Right. And then transitioning to the big news, we have our first commit in the class of 2024, and that is Ricky McKenzie out of Wheeler High School in Mary. AKA
1: pretty Ricky.
0: No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't go by that, but you know aka A A R is old stomping grounds at Wheeler High School. Um yeah. So he comes in, he's a six-four, 185-pound shooting guard, like I said, out of Wheeler High School. Um, he's got a nice list of mid to low major offers, um, for being only a junior in high school, uh, including schools like Louisiana tech, Western Carolina, um, our rival Mercer, uh, Morehouse, who's just down the road. And then in conference Jacksonville, um, played for the Atlanta Celtics, uh, in his AAU days. Um, I, I personally believe that the AAU, uh, culture in basketball recruiting is dying and that's for the better at that being said i do know that the atlanta celtics are one of the better programs um, within the area Um, just a few comments from different you know mid to low major recruiting insiders on twitter uh shun williams from on the radar hoops on twitter says mckenzie has some good tools offensively he can put the ball on the floor effectively to create a shot catch and shoot or get to the rim um ksu alum justin young from hoopscene tv says his perimeter shooting is a transferable trait to the next level when he gets in the zone he's one of the best shot makers in the southeast and then one of my favorite twitter followers or twitter excuse me twitter follows trent markwith uh from relentless hoops uh says mckenzie is a big aggressive wing shooter so everything's pointing to him being like a, a slasher type player who can shoot the rock which there is never a shortage of so i'm uh, gonna be very excited to have uh ricky mckenzie uh Staying in Cobb County,
1: yeah. And uh, Kennesaw State, one of my favorite followers at KSU Owl Howell says, um, "No, um, but no, I, I actually watched some video of uh, Ricky McKenzie. Um, you know, I'm not a scout. Um, I want to preface this that before I started doing the podcast, I hated for I used to love it, but over the past few years, I've hated watching videos on prospects because they it's highlights for a reason. They don't, you know, they don't post the low lights." Everybody's making every three, every shot. Wow, they don't show like the guy pouting in the corner, missing his shots. You know, if guy makes a shot once, it's like, okay, that's not a shot he regularly takes. You can't see, you know, outside. You gotta, coaches have to scout these guys and they do by watching them in AU, high school, watching workouts, um, you know, watching uh, practices. Um, so they get they get the full picture of who this kid is. Uh, but judging solely on a couple highlight videos um, I watched, um, you can get good insight from them. That being said, it is limited. Um, I saw the good shot that you were describing. Good rotation. He has a pretty quick release. Um, it's not lightning quick. I think it could get a little bit faster. Um, he can step in, uh, take a dribble or two step in, hit balance himself, hit the mid range. Um you know, like they mentioned, his success will be determined by how well he can shoot in. Um, Sorry, that is my phone call. I forgot to mute my phone. Um, I apologize about that. Um, I saw multiple highlights of him um, taking it to the basket as well. So he can play at um, different levels. Um, And, you know, I saw him finishing with his left hand. Um, He got to the basket. He took a little bit of contact. and I saw him using his left hand pretty comfortably going left. So that is something that not all you know, right-handed players can do. And it's a good sign that he's doing it early. Um, so, you know, I I don't see, you know, I wonder what, I want to know what the holes to his game are. I don't know what those are right now. Um, but, you know, it might just, you know, I'm, you know, Amir never offered him, which has surprised me. You know, he looks like a good prospect. Maybe right. it's because he's only 6'4", instead of 6'5", 6'6". Maybe it's because he's not some super, super explosive athlete, although he right. is athletic. Right.
0: Yeah, no, uh, those are things that we as fans have to look out for in highlight videos, because like you said, I mean, they're highlight tapes for a reason, but, you know, uh, just seeing that he can go both ways and just seeing how he attacks on offense, um, if he can score at all three levels or just two or just at the rim or just from the perimeter um, are things you got to look for in those highlight videos. Um it seems like he's got a really good reputation in kind of the underground mid-major, low-major recruiting Twitter world. Um, And He's on a lot of people's radars, and he's only a junior in high school. He's got another year of high school ball, Um, so he can still develop. And the outside shot thing confuses me a little bit because high school stats are a little hard to find and are sometimes skewed. That being said, his three-point shooting numbers were not the greatest. Uh, Most places where I look, just like Max Brepsen, other websites he was hovering around the 32 33 mark but you know uh like i said just a second ago high school stats are hard to find and are uh often inaccurate um so him having another year to develop that um will go a long way
1: yeah and also something of note um, i'm pretty sure this is about Whe- uh, wheeler high school i think last year they had three guys that played uh, correct me if i'm wrong that moved to know, that graduated and and are going to like high majors. So I, I don't think he was a main cog on the team. So I think this year, well, he was a main cog. He played a lot. It was a very important piece, but, you know, there were a lot of other guys that are sharing the spotlight that maybe he had to take a semi back seat to, and now he might get a chance to get more responsibility and to shine. And, you know, when you're playing alongside you know, guys that go to the high major schools, you know, you might be falling in the background in terms of when schools are looking at you.
0: Right. And, you know, he was on a team that won the seven A state championship last year. So he's got big shoes to fill. Um, And he's definitely some going to, some good, excuse me, someone I'm going to be watching um, just in the high school circuit throughout next year. Cause now I have reason to. So. Oh yeah, we 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 kind of have to. Uh, maybe you and I can uh, head
1: to a head to a Wheeler game, Kai. I would love to do that right in our backyard, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, I won't say that. I live in I live in Brookhaven. Uh, it's I guess Atlanta to traffic. Yeah, Atlanta traffic sucks, but I'll make it out there. We'll find a we'll find a time. Uh, Two eighty five construction. I don't know if you've seen it lately. It's oh my god. Oh, near it's been me. rough for the last fifteen years. It's been especially bad for the last five to three. So. Yeah. They change one thing and then they they start working on like 10 more. So it's like, oh, you think they're almost done. And then they pull the rug out from underneath you. It never ends. I will say after driving through New York, Boston,
0: some other cities up northeast, uh, I have a harder time complaining about Atlanta traffic. Um, we're just too full, but the system isn't terrible. You know, I find myself saying at least we have 285. You know, it's a pain in the ass just to get through. But, you know, at least it's there. Um, it beats the two lane bridge systems that some of these bigger
1: cities have elsewhere. So that, that is, that is very true. And um, you know, I, I would never want to move to New York or at Boston. I, you know, I haven't been since I was a kid, but you know, as part of my day job, you know, I talk to people who are in Boston as a recruiter and, you know, trying to get people to go, Hey, can you go on site to this position in Boston? You know, they'll tell you that the city was built, wasn't built for traffic and it's a nightmare. Right. Right. So, you know, but it let, you know, that's, that's the beauty about Kennesaw. You're just far enough out there to get what you need without getting stuck, you know, into the, into the traffic. So absolutely.
0: Uh, if you don't have anything else to add, I think I can go ahead and take us out, John.
1: Uh, no, I, you know, all I have is, you know, spay and neuter your pets or something. No, that's, that's Bob Barker. I, I don't have anything, but yeah, spay and neuter your pets, whatever. I'll, I'll do it
0: perfect thank you guys all for tuning in once again uh, he's john you can find him on twitter at ksu owl Howl. Uh, you can find me on twitter at kymalette and at big owl blog uh, we've got more content coming later this week on big owl blog uh, thanks again so much for tuning in we will see you guys next time thank you for tuning in to the owl chat podcast as a reminder you can follow our hosts on twitter at ksu owl howl and at big owl blog you can also view additional content on BigOwlBlog.com. And be sure to join the online community of owl fans at KSUOwlHowl.com forum. Until our hosts return, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, Go Owls!